0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women and Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We love to share their stories because when they shine, they give permission to other women to shine as well. I'm super excited today to have a friend whom I've never met, but we've been friends for a while now. Um. Anjali Garg on the show today. Anjali, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to learn more about you and to have you share a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you, Susan.
0: It's wonderful to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about Anjali, the Anjali that I don't know. (laughs) Well, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm an immigrant. I was born in
1: India and my family moved to Connecticut when I was a little girl. So that's sort of where my story started in the US. Um, and where I was, I was very much like a square peg in a round hole because it was a pretty it was small town USA and it was a pretty homogenous and insular environment. So, you yeah, know, there was a lot that was outside of my control. And um, i so I poured my energy into what made sense to me at the time. And that was my studies and my academics. So. I just poured myself into that and I gathered awards and accomplishments and that gave me a sense of personal power. I went on to expand my world as I went out to college um, and then eventually to NYU for Law School and found a home in New York City where there were so so many people like me, so to speak. Um, and so many others. It was it was lovely, and and I went on to become an associate at Solver and Cromwell before going on um, into various in-house roles. And now I'm at City, and I'm their global lawyer for commercial cards, which is the B two B card payments business.
0: And think, first of all, before you yeah. go on, my jaw is dropped. I think what a really powerful story. Which. Um I know that it's sad, and that was a big struggle, but what a wonderful um example of fortitude and resilience and you know never giving up. um I lived in New England, I know exactly what kind of community you're talking about' um, easier for me as a um young white woman so um wow, you're amazing this is incredible I mean. You could have very well given up, given in, but instead you gave it your best and look at you now at city That's incredible. So I just wanted to give a little shout out right there for well, resilience indeed. and, you know, courage, huh? That took a lot of courage.
1: Well, you know, I, I appreciate that, Susan. I think at the time it didn't really feel like much of a choice. And um, I, I would, I've been, I'm more fortunate than others. I have a very loving and supportive family. So I did have that structure and um, but as you said it wasn't easy, um, but I definitely credit it for shaping a lot of who I've
0: become um, and, well you and landed in the nation's most um i think i would say i want to say colorful diverse uh, I want to say inclusive, but that be- could be because I'm out here in San Francisco and I think of New York as quite inclusive um, but you landed in quite an um you know, it's seemingly inclusive and diverse area of our country. So I love New York. I'm so sad to see what's happening there right now. Um, let's ask, yeah. I want to ask you about that. How are you hanging in there?
1: I'm, I'm actually doing well. I feel very blessed. I, I'm, the city's been wonderful. We're working from home, so I have a job. I'm more fortunate than others. Um, I'm safe, I'm in a nice community, um, and I'm able to go outside and and be in nature and take some breaks. And um, yeah, I'm I'm very blessed. And so far, uh, so good in terms of my loved ones. And so I I really do have a lot of compassion and uh, my heart goes out to people who are struggling right now. It's not an easy time. And a lot of fear and anxiety can come up, but it's also definitely, a time where we can grow. And I've certainly trying to use this time to grow because my life is just like everyone else is completely upended in some respects, right? Our normal routine yes. is so different. And so it, I've learned a
0: lot about myself in that process. Um, well, and, I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate, um, not just your being here today on the podcast, but folks, she has given me some really um heartfelt one-to-one meaningful and deeply um helpful and not just moving. I mean, it didn't just make me feel good. It was actually really great advice and has helped me all the way over here in San Francisco Bay Area uh with some personal challenges that are related to this current crisis. So thank you. You're really an incredible woman uh an incredible person and you are um one of the most empathetic people um, listening with empathy and not judgment that I've ever met or not met yet. <laughs> not um, yet thank yet.
1: you. <laughs> You're so kind and sweet. I mean, it really is a reflection of you and who you are. I, I honestly say that where I am today um, and you say judgment, I, I can definitely say it's, it's been a road to, <laughs> to, yeah. to place because I definitely was not this person not too long ago so um it's it's our life's experiences that shape us so i, I appreciate that thank you and i'm i'm, I'm happy to hear that uh, it's been helpful to you
0: yes yes so i think that everyone is um we are presented in our lives an opportunity for spiritual maturity and growth and we take it or not and we learn from it or don't and you know Sometimes it's terrible challenges and traumas and tragedies that make us have to look at these things this way. But it's your perspective and how you choose to react and prevent next time and lessons learned that's so powerful. And I think that um, you and I are both examples of that: how you choose the high road and learn the lessons. So win or learn, never lose. Um, Let me ask you. Absolutely yeah I want to ask you more about your family, so you said that you have a great family. Do you have any siblings? I don't even know that.
1: I do. I have an older brother. he's uh four years older than me, and uh, he's been wonderful in my life as a as an older figure and as uh, paving the road, so to speak so um, <laughs>
0: awesome yeah. That's so funny. So um, I, I have, I had, I've lost two of my three brothers at very young ages, but I had looked at them and said, okay, now that's what not to do. Oh boy. <laughs> they were those brothers. Yeah. So tell us a little more about what you do right now at City. Um, So I I have a global role
1: where I basically function as a general counsel for the commercial cards business. So the most famous product you would know is the corporate card. So when you are at a company and you're using um, a credit card for business expenses, that would be issued by Citi, for example. There's other issuers in the market, but um, that's that's my business. And so basically, soup to nuts support uh, the things that come up which includes coordinating with my colleagues in different countries
0: where um, projects come up cross-functionally and cross-jurisdictionally. So that is a really, really, really big job. And you do it so seamlessly, no beads of sweat, it seems. Um, (laughs) I I, I don't know if that's real or not, but wow, it it seems that way. can must be those walks outside um, because nature, <laughs> nature's the best medicine. huh? So um, yeah, that's a huge responsibility. I, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, I was assigned one of those corporate cards with, you know, almost no limit, you know, the sky was the limit. So it's a lot of, it, it sounds fun. It sounds like, oh, you get to do what you want, but no, there's a lot of responsibility, you know, with great, <laughs> what is it? Rhythm? With great <laughs> power comes great authority or with great, authority responsibility, um, yeah, so I now have a clear picture of who you are and what you do in your role at city now, my vision of you prior to that question is as my friend, the woman I know not I've never asked you about the details of your day to day of course, I know what a GC does in general, but um, the the vast um, just the fact that city is global I mean that that alone is huge and your responsibility must be really great. And and considering your position, you're not only responsible, but you are accountable, which um, that's a whole new topic of discussion for another day, between being responsible and accountable. So um, yeah. that's wonderful. Well, congratulations Thanks to you for you. earning that. I'll never say, oh, you're so lucky because you worked hard for that position. So um, I'm always yeah. cognizant of that. Yeah, and we
1: have a great team um, on the ground in the different regions and locally in the country. So it's it's definitely a collective effort.
0: Well, you see there, folks, that is the sign of a great transformational leader giving credit to the team and every member on the team, regardless of title or pay grade. Um, Good for you. That was really, I wasn't baiting you there, but had I been, that would have been the perfect answer. (laughs) Well, it's the honest truth, really. I mean, we all do it together. I have, I would expect nothing less from you. Um, Let me ask you this. You've had a great career. I know that this is not your um, first position in house. Um, You've had a long, successful career that's gotten you to where you are. What has been your proudest professional accomplishment?
1: So this is interesting. You know, in all humility, I've got to say I've had a lot of proud moments um, in my professional life. As as I told you earlier, I put a lot of energy into this area of my life. Um, You know, I've I've helped solve critical client needs and that's always enlivening for me to be part of the solution. And one of the projects we did, again, cross-functionally with the team um, and across borders was creating a new global template for um, a client need. And that really involved us all coming together and completing a project that others could see as trying to herd cats. But we really were able to come together and um, put this into place in a, in a relatively short amount of time. And um, it's been b- well received. So that definitely is something that I'm proud of. Wow.
0: Um, that that for- is a big deal. That is, so this is a, something that's never been done before that you created that can be replicated, a best practice, if you will?
1: Well, I mean, these kind of templates have been created before, but in terms of this particular need, it was something completely a different way of doing um, this particular type of engagement. And it's really helped clients who are centrally focused
0: to to do, do
1: business. So it's definitely felt, it felt at first that it was, it may have been an insurmountable task because of all the intricacies and regulations and um, other issues um, across the globe, but we were able to get there.
0: I was going to, I was just going to say, well, that's the sign of a true transformational leader when you can get all those uh, intricacies is the word you use, but those moving parts, those tiny little moving parts that must work precisely together to create something great. So again, shout out to you for your leadership skills. Um, Folks, Anjali is very humble. And um, I'm a Leo, I'm going to shout from the (laughs) (laughs) mountaintops, You know, um, but not everybody is like I am and I am. And this is precisely why I do this podcast to shine a light on women and give them a voice because we all too often play small and don't own our story and shout from the mountaintops, um, all the, you know, good things that we do and deserve credit for, but don't get it because for so many reasons we'll not go into today. But, um, this is why I host this podcast. You're the perfect example of a truly, truly remarkable professional woman who also has the, um, beautiful, beautiful trait of humility. And so, um, I am pulling these things out of her so that you can know her <laughs> <laughs> the
1: way um, that I do. Yeah. You're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. yeah. Thank you. yeah. Well, someone, or maybe more than one person, had to uh, inspire you along the way, or even better yet, maybe you had a mentor or even a sponsor. You want to give a shout out to those folks?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, it, you know, I, I actually... if wanted to just add in for that the question you'd asked me before um, about professional accomplishments if if i could sure um and so one of the things that i've got to say so even though i did mention that i have to say that the moments that make me feel proudest um in my professional contribution is when someone comes back to me and tells me that i've helped change their life and Yeah, this this is these are the moments that really, really uplift me. Like I'll give you an example. Yeah.
0: So now I'm getting all soft and fuzzy because um I before we started recording, folks, I actually told Langely how helpful she has been to me and that her words of wisdom and her kindness loving kindness is a phrase they use in Buddhism. Um I see it exhibited daily in people um without their knowing it, but Anjali is a walking personification of that phrase. She actually has helped me cope with the one thing that's now out of my control, and those who know me know that that's an uncomfortable place for me um, to not have control over a particular situation. So, yeah, I could totally see that, and the fact that you choose that as one of your proudest, um, you know, recurring moments, I'm sure, because that's the nature of who you are. Uh that is beautiful. I'm glad that we visited that question again. So um thank you. Yeah. No, on behalf of all the many people whose lives you have changed, I thank you. So um <laughs> yeah, let's get let's let's dig a little deeper into maybe where did you get this from or who taught you how to be this way, or is this how you just are you innately this way, or did someone inspire or motivate you?
1: So you know, it's it's life that teaches you in different ways and bends you and molds you. I have to say that having started out as I did um, when I was a little girl in, a, in an environment where I could see what it felt like not to belong and feeling a lot of things out of my control, there's a certain amount of, um, it shapes you, right? It shapes you into who you are. And I think that um, as as I've grown up, and realized in life, there's so much that happens, it's outside of our control. And it's definitely happened to me. And in those moments, um, we can feel like we've gone to pieces and we need each other and each other's kindness in those moments more than anything else, more than judgment, more than anything else. And so um, I think that that's, that's definitely shaped me. And in terms of people inspiring me, Honestly, I've found inspiration in so many people throughout my life. Um, from when I was a little girl, the the teacher who stayed after school to give me English lessons. So I did, yeah, I mean, amazing. She changed my life to when I was in my old firm, the senior partner who could just basically do as he pleased, but was so humble that he made his own photocopies and never treated us as junior associates or anyone else as anybody other than um equal equals in his presence wow a lot about humility and what it means to to lead by example my mom who has had to reinvent herself so many times her life has changed outside her control so many times and who has gracefully adapted to all those changes in her life. She's been a a real teacher and mentor to me just by observing my dad, who is gives very selflessly to others without expecting anything in return is, is another model of service to me. Teachers throughout my life who've taught me to um, seek my own answers and not believe things blindly. Right. Question. Yes. And read, discover for myself they've been instrumental in my life so I found honestly inspiration in so many different places I couldn't say that there's any one person um that has been the best mentor but uh, I can say that there's been so many throughout my life I feel very blessed
0: that is so beautiful what a you know, you took us through a little bit, you know, from when you were young to now, and there's always been someone who's inspired you along the way. I think the thread in that, that I got from hearing you talk about the people who have inspired you, um, is that you have learned to listen to life. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that we, we get so caught up in, the things that we give way too much power to, that we fail to listen to life. Um, And, you know, that's just so beautiful that you recognize all these people along the way. I know some are in your life still and others may not be, um, but they are in your head and heart. And that's important that you uh, remember that and still learn the, you know, from their kindness and their generosity and their uh, willingness to help. Um, And, and, and I will say uh, I've worked with thousands and thousands of lawyers and you're the first person to ever mention a lawyer who was willing to make his own copies yeah
1: I was blown away I mean honestly um I I couldn't believe it I I offered even and no 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 no
0: that's a great example of good transformational leadership for sure
1: absolutely absolutely it was a beautiful experience for me I always remember it.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he realizes that he is leading by example and, and actually changing, moving the needle for all of us. Um, that does create equity when you show respect regardless of title and when you um, aren't segregating, you know, associate, partner, junior partner, senior partner, managing partner, or worse, non-attorney. Um, yeah, that's, that's very powerful. What a wonderful person he seems to be, or at least in that moment was. Oh,
1: absolutely. He really, he really, uh, is and, and was, and I, I, I haven't kept in touch with him, but I hope he's well, wherever he
0: is. (laughs) Well, energetically, you're putting that out there. So I'm sure he'll feel a little, uh, like smile for some reason he can't explain. So anyway, let me ask you this. Um, you know Mm -hmm. that my business is all about lifting women, promoting women in business, sharing, um, whatever skills or gifts that I have to help lift them as I myself rise. What do you think, or how would you advise we help one another? Even if it's not a ginormous, you know, endeavor, it can be a day-to-day little something. How, how do you think we should, you know, support women in business?
1: That's a great question. I think, first of all, it starts with, with ourselves within as uh, shifting of consciousness, right? So, thinking of it not as so much as helping someone else, but as paying it forward. Because we've all been helped along the way to where we are. I know I have. I wouldn't be where I am today without the help and support of other women. I agree. So, yeah, in big and small ways, we're constantly in a position to help. So, more concretely, I'd say. Reactively, when someone comes to you, when a woman comes to you for help or advice, say yes, unless there's a reason to say no, right?
0: I love and that. I'm going to borrow that if you don't mind. Say yes. Oh, do. <laughs> yeah, I that's to. super powerful. I mean, women are learning from men how to compete, and that's just not how we communicate. We really should engage in collaboration.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, and we're natural collaborators. Exactly. And aren't I just it just it just is part of our our um, whether you say n- nature or nurture, but uh, I'm not qualified to go into that. But I feel I see evidence of it everywhere. So
0: you're right on with that. So Dr. Deborah Tannen, who's my shero, my personal shero, um, did all the research on that tracking. Um, you know, how women and men and boys and girls communicate differently from the playground to the corporate boardroom. So yes, we do have a tendency to be more collaborative and to care about community, uh, whereas men are more hierarchical and, you know, the alpha male will arise even on the playground. So spot on. Um, I am qualified to say that and you're right. So let me ask you this. I know for a fact it hasn't always been easy. So can you, do you feel comfortable sharing a challenge or setback that you had and how you overcame that?
1: Yeah, you know, this is, this is always hard for me. I'm a very private person and being vulnerable has been also, uh, the road to being vulnerable has also been um, a a big one for me, if you will. And I, if it'll help people, I do want to share my story. I I can say that uh, about 12 years ago, it felt like a bulldozer went out of control and knocked every piece of my carefully constructed life to bits. Um, And that's a powerful visual. And it's not an exaggeration. I felt my finances, my marriage, my health, my whole sense of myself and who I thought I was really basically lay at my feet. (laughs) And uh, it was devastating at the time. And every day felt like a new struggle, and uh, it was—it was, it was um, you know, in terms of how, in terms of what I did to get through that period. I think it's—it's it's a lot of grace, first of all, a lot of self uh, help, help and support from my family, my own meditation and spiritual practices, and really just putting one foot in front of the other. I just focused on what I had to do in that one moment, and that's really what got me through it um, because if I thought about the whole picture it was just too overwhelming
0: you know and I just if, I, if you don't mind I want to interrupt with a thank you for sure. saying that because you, that's the advice you gave me is to sit with it be in the moment just take today um, and that we can handle right um, you put it so eloquently when I teach people um, sales best practices, you know, uh, trans, not transactional sales, but uh, trusted advisor partnerships, I say things like, don't choke people with the chicken, just get, give them a leg first and let them digest. <laughs> but you you put it so much more beautifully and more eloquently than I did. But it's exactly right. Um, I'm sad that you went through that, but didn't you discover your... Um, higher consciousness and your in your highest and best self and going through that?
1: Yeah, you know, look, I I've got to say that um it was a huge clearing for me looking back on it. I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone and it was really tough. I, I will say really, really tough at the time. But I guess I needed a big shake up to consider another way of living and and considering another way of, of just being and no. i remember yeah go ahead no i just remember at the time a couple of things that that i that i was told um one thing was that people said you're so strong and i and i felt anything but strong so in in, in that it showed me in retrospect the strength that i do have to draw on right because it's only in those moments when you really know what you're made of if you will um and then the other thing they told me is that i'd be grateful for this experience and i, I couldn't i looked at them like they were completely nuts right <laughs> <laughs> how can
0: you say that yeah i
1: could possibly say that i'll be grateful but honestly i'm grateful i'm not grateful for um you know the pain and that i went through but i'm grateful for the way i've grown and changed and what i've realized about myself as a result so
0: you know I def- that you called it a cleansing and I'm not a religious person I am a highly spiritual person um and I know a lot of people will know what I mean by that um but I do love this phrase that I heard when I too was going through the similar situation that you've just described um and it is that uh God takes us through deep and rough waters not to drown us but to cleanse us um and yeah, I that was super beautiful yeah yeah it sounds
1: Absolutely. like described. That, that's so spot on. It definitely felt like, yeah, we, like I can only speak for myself, right? I, I created this thing and it felt so stable, so um, settled. And all of a sudden this wind blew and it knocked it all down like a house of cards. So it really does make you see that it is just something that comes and goes. Um, and we just have to be grateful for what we have in that moment and really cherish that in the moment
0: did it change your perspective on your needs
1: absolutely it hyper focuses you on what you absolutely need in a way (laughs) to be quote-unquote happy and what that really means right yes like this this you 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 mentioned that you're spiritual, not religious, and I'd say I'm in the same camp. I, there's a, There was a great spiritual awakening, if you will, that went on for me during this time. And so it was sort of two parallel things going on, a lot of turning inward, while the outward was completely deconstructing. So if I think about that, it was showing me that if I really, by example, and we hear this all the time, that we can't, base our happiness on what's happening outside of us the people in our life the situations the money the cars the job whatever it is because that's all transitory and it's never going to fill that void inside of us and what we're looking for no matter what you get you're always going to want something more and so this experience showed that to me right because in very visceral ways yeah You I have find find can we Girl. just
0: repeat? Let's just repeat what you said so beautifully. Um, where it, it the true growth comes when you learn to love self with the capital S, like from the inside out, and not decorate yourself or label yourself or mark yourself or believe that happiness comes from the things that you put upon yourself, like the external things, like cars, houses, titles, money, whatever. Um, I love the way you said that. that true growth. You know is from inside out um that is something i think most at least americans don't yet get Uh, and i'm not here to lecture anyone we all go through what we go through and we if we listen to life we learn the lessons we're supposed to learn or we don't um and maybe we go through something else again and again and again until we do get it um but you have a way of putting things so beautifully and eloquently
1: Oh, thank you, Susan. And I, I definitely believe everyone has their journey, right? And there, and and I want to be clear to say, there's nothing wrong with wanting all those things in life. I want them. I want a good life, a comfortable life, um, the trappings of success, everything. It's um, the love, the relationships. It's just that if I, if I then decide that that's going to be the source of happiness for me, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I've seen that, right? Because no matter what, things are always changing on the outside. And I'm also changing constantly with it. And so if I think that that's where I'm going to hang my hat of happiness, then I'm mistaken and I'm going to be disappointed. And so it's not so much that these things aren't important. They absolutely are. Um, But it definitely, for me, highlights the experiences in my life that that is a house of building happiness on that is like building a house of cards.
0: So you have to
1: find within an- yourself.
0: Another great analogy in my opinion is, um, so what you're describing is okay to want these things. It's okay to uh, enjoy these things, but, um, the difference between, you know, I think, especially in my, in America, you know, what I've seen in my life is that, um, people all too often know entertainment and enjoyment, but very seldom do they know joy. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. we don't, as long as we don't define ourselves by these external factors, the car, the house, the money, the things that we enjoy and and enjoy again, they do not bring us joy. We enjoy them, but they do not bring us joy. It, it would, it would be like, um, building a house on a block of ice as the foundation when the ice melts the house will crumble so uh, you and I are of the same mindset you're you're again much more eloquent in the way that you frame things and your uh your narrative is much easier on the ears I believe (laughs) Uh, you're
1: selling yourself short Susan you're you're beautifully eloquent and uh and, and you said it really well it's 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 really it's the crux of it right and we learn it by experience. Yes
0: it's, Yes, it's I not something I, to believe in it's something to experience. Exactly and it's not something you learn. I don't from others you you have to it's experience no. learning. Yeah, um, I agree I agree. Well, you are so fabulous and um <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of women can relate to certain degrees different degrees. No one's DNA is the same but to your story where we thought one thing and whoosh, the rug was pulled right out from under us and to, you know, learn to sit with the bruises from the fall and then get up again and then learn to walk again and run again and, you know, redefine what happiness truly is. So um, let me ask you this last question. Well, a couple, I have a couple more questions. Um, One is tell the listeners something surprising about you.
1: So one of the things that um, all of these experiences sort of opened up within me is a well of creativity that I didn't know I had. Uh, and it's, it's really enriched my life, taking me out of my, as, as I said to you, a lot of what I've been doing in my life has been left brain activity. And this sort of took me into my light, right brain, into my joy, into my heart. And it really is, and it expanded my life in so many different ways. I ended up writing a book, a fictional book. Wow! And I also paint, um, and that's that painting brought a lot of color and joy into my life. And um, it's in those moments when I'm totally absorbed in 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 that creative project, is when I feel the most free.
0: I love that. Let me ask you this. So, so you, I already thought you hung the moon. Now I'm like, wow, (laughs) she is the moon. I love this. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever read Daniel Pink's a whole new mind? No, I am right here right now, making this book recommendation to you and all of the listeners because he talks about how, um, you know, he's, he's somewhat a futurist if you will, and he talks about how those who have relied on their left brain all their lives are going to have to start to engage their right brain because, well, I think he's talking essentially about AI, Uh, because if your job is dull, dirty, or dangerous, AI is coming for it, Uh, so it's Uh not to say, yeah, it's not to say you're going to lose the job that you have for sure, so don't panic. Um, there are lots of jobs out there that will be created through, you know, AI. But what his point is is that people who are like lock, uh, you know, uh, linear thinkers or doctors, lawyers, introverts, ISTJs, those who are um, focused, like like lawyers are, they're focused on uh, the process. Uh, it they're going to start to or need to rely on their creative side and be more innovative and learn to uh, embrace error and embrace making mistake and understand the concept of if you have not made an error, then you are not innovative enough. Uh, you have not been innovative. So your story sounds a remarkable, uh, like a remarkable um, example of what he talks about in his book how uh, lawyers and engineers, CPAs, people who generally um, day-to-day rely on their left brain need to start to embrace and engage and tap into their right brain. And it sounds like that's what you've done. And it's just remarkable. I can't wait. What? to hear, Tell me more about this book, because we're going to put a picture of the book in the blog that we write about you or I write, I should say. Um, I used to have a person who worked with me. Now it's just me. So when I say we, <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Absolutely. When I, I and my department of one um, <laughs> will write a blog about you. I'd love to incorporate. Because of all the things
1: you do and accomplish, and I mean, I'm amazed by all the things that you do and how you give back. So thank you. Aw, well, you're sweet. Well, tell us about your book. So um the book is called The Warrior and the Queen, and it's a fictional tale about past lives. So it, it's set in modern day where there's two characters and they're they're sort of two independent stories, because it was written by me and, and um and my co-author, but we did our own independent stories. So my story centers around um, a female lawyer. And uh, she starts to have flashes of a past life where she was a queen in India. And um, it totally upends her, her whole sense of um, how the world operates and, and, how, and what's out there in terms of possibilities. And so it's a journey that she takes. It's, there's a lot of adventure there, a lot of discovery, self-discovery, but also uh, discovery in other ways. And, um, that, that's, that's what the story
0: is about. I have chills. I think we all have that warrior and queen within us and would love to read that book. So folks, I'll put the link to get that book in the blog that I write after we record. So amazing. So I didn't know that about you. That's huge surprise for me. <laughs> um, I, 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 I want to get the book. Can't wait to read the book. I'm going to share what I feel and think and, and, and how it moves me. And I'm sure it will because you personally do already. Um, so folks, I'm going to highly recommend we all read that book. What a great journey and a great story that I think there's some part of every one of us, uh, women for sure, who can relate, you know, there's something inside that can relate to that journey. So I can't wait to explore.
1: Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that i look forward to hearing about what you think about the book and um and and hearing
0: and hearing your thoughts thank you and you know i will i'll write a review <laughs> and i'll be honest <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so let me ask you one last question um you are fascinating you are compelling i am um i feel forever connected to you even before we met and i certainly plan to stay connected with you um how can others reach you if they want to connect with you or contact you in some way?
1: Uh, absolutely. So one of the things that I haven't mentioned, um, and it's near and dear to my heart, is that I'm a, also an executive leadership coach. I got my certification through IPEC um, last year, and it's, it's basically put into formal practice what I've been doing informally over the years. I love coaching. I feel very passionate about it. I feel um, and I mentioned some of this to you before where when when there is a story of personal change as a result of my working together with someone it's it's the it's the best feeling in the world it makes me feel a thousand feet tall, and so um the way that they can reach me is actually through my um email uh coaching email it's um my first name, A-N-J-L-I, at yourcoach soar.com, like like a bird soaring S O A R.
0: Wonderful. Let me ask you this because um, we didn't talk a lot about that because I think our natural conversation just showed like it presented you as, you know, a, a remarkable coach. You know, we didn't have to sell it or speak to it because you are that. You have been that to me. Um, and I can see you know, if I were someone out there looking for um, a life coach, career coach, um, someone who has learned the lessons and listened to life and in doing so become a higher and better self, maybe your highest and best self, uh, you're that person i i am I am a tough cookie. people come to me for counsel. I have more stories inside me that I'll never share with anyone else where I've helped people grow and change And But who do I go to? I go to you. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you're remarkable. I mean, I had a challenge yesterday folks and Anjali was on the phone with me and I asked about how to deal with this challenge and she's very concise, very moving and compelling. And I'm one that's always going to go with the data, but. Um, emotionally you move people emotionally and then you back that up with data and Anjali is living proof that you know her personality her life experience her book um, all these great things you you're you're a great coach just that's all I can say great Uh, thank you so much Susan I'm overwhelmed thank you well I can't wait to share the blog about you and folks you know I'll get that out within 48 hours um so I will have pictures, and I will have an opportunity for you to order Anjali's book, and I will also include her contact information in case you didn't get a chance to jot that down. So Anjali, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I know you're a busy, busy woman, and I just feel so honored and uh, blessed that you took time out to be with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Susan. The honor is really all mine. Thank you so much. Have a good day,
0: everybody, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.